welcome to the Wake Up and Step In podcast, where I, your host, Maddie Elise, empower you to wake up and reconnect with the inner badass that exists inside of you so you can finally step into your fullest potential as a human being living on this wonderful planet. I make it my mission each episode to give you a dose of brutal honesty and tough love as I explore all things related to fitness, health, mindset, personal development, all things to get you to become the person that you know that you can be deep down, the best version of you, all in the form of short episodes that you can listen to on the go because I know we're all busy humans. If you're ready to finally transform into the most happy, healthy, and confident version of yourself, you're in the right place, my friend. Let's hop into the show. I stopped all dieting, all caloric restriction, and my body fat percentage jumped from 14% to 21% in the span of four months. I gained a total of 18 pounds, 11.7% being fat mass and only 4% being muscle mass. In this video, I break down the science of why this happens to so many of us after we stop dieting, why it's not due to a lack of willpower and what you can do to finally escape this in perpetual yo-yo cycle and bender strict cycle. This is how the story usually goes. You start feeling uncomfortable in your body and decide you wanna lose some weight. So what do you do? You pick a new diet from the list of diets out there and you decide this is the one I'm following to a T. I'm really doing it this time. Keto, no carbs, no fat, no sugar. All of the freaking diets out there in the book, you choose one of them. You crank up the exercise in crazy amounts after maybe not even doing any ever. You plan out all your meals in your calorie calculator and you get that number and you're like, let's do it, we're going for it. You say goodbye to your social life and buckle down. And at first you're probably like, hell yeah, this is awesome, I'm doing great. And there's, a, there's an endorphin hit, there's a high. It feels fun, it feels new, it feels exciting. You might be losing weight quickly and feel super proud of yourself. Your clothes start to fit better, you feel more confident and maybe you look in the mirror and you don't hate yourself as much. But what ends up happening is at some point you hit a plateau and the caloric deficit and exercise you've been doing are no longer resulting in weight loss. Your results are stagnant. So you might be asking yourself, WTF is happening. I'm doing all the right things, so why does this happen? What's going on? A large part of this reason is due to a phenomenon called adaptive thermogenesis or metabolic adaptation, which is defined by the American Diabetes Association as a slowing of the metabolic rate RMR, resulting in an increase in energy expenditure beyond what would have been predicted by measured changes in body composition, such as the loss of fat-free mass and fat mass. So what the heck does that freaking mean? If you don't know science, you're like, what? I don't, I, don't, I don't know. We all have a distinct RMR, which is called the resting metabolic rate. And resting metabolic rate is how many calories do I burn if I'm going to sit in the same location all day, in bed, do nothing, eat nothing, and just breathe. So typically, if you're an individual in a larger body, you will have a higher resting metabolic rate, meaning you will burn more calories at rest doing nothing than someone who's in a smaller body. That's just kind of how it goes. To give you guys a more tangible example of what this actually means, we're gonna go to one of those online calorie calculators. We're gonna put this person's information in, their height, their weight, and what we're gonna do is we're gonna see, this is the number of calories that they need to maintain their weight just based off of this number. Then what we're gonna do is we're gonna decrease their weight by 10 pounds, 20 pounds, let's say 20 pounds, and it's gonna result in a lower resting metabolic rate. Right, so that totally makes sense. When you lose 20 pounds, your RMR is going to decrease because you're weighing less and therefore you require less energy to maintain that same weight. So since the start of your dieting phase, you've lost weight, right? Yes, that means your RMR is going to decrease. 
Adaptive thermogenesis is the idea that there is an additional decrease in your metabolic rate beyond what is predicted by this measure. There is more adaptation beyond this number. So in reality, it's more to say like 50 calories lower than the number that the calorie calculator said and predicted for us. This metabolic adaptation is likely a biological survival mechanism that conserves energy in the face of starvation and dangerously low energy supplies. So that means that the deficit that you were originally in, let's say you need 2000 calories to maintain your weight, you, got, you put yourself in a calorie deficit of like 1800, guess what? That 1800 now becomes your maintenance due to adaptive thermogenesis and the fact that your RMR has decreased as well. I want to lose a little more weight, so what do I have to do? You have to bump your calories down even more and increase your exercise even more to make sure that you're actually in a deficit. And so eventually you plateau again. And guess what happens? You have to continually repeat that cycle. And you're exercising like crazy trying to lose additional weight and it's just not budget. You're probably working out excessively, not eating enough at all, probably irritable, probably stressed out. Honestly, probably fatigued and tired and you probably get to this point where you're like, I'm done, I can't do it anymore. Or you berate yourself because you're like, I don't have enough willpower, I feel like crap about myself, why can't I do this? Other people can do it, why can't I? So consciously you might say, yeah, I'm done, I'm over this. Or you just might not ever say that and your body's biological mechanisms come on strong. Your body says, I'm mad, I'm done. We're gonna make you binge. We're gonna make you eat a ton of food. So now that your metabolism is in this lower state, it's used to burning less calories at rest, you decide to eat a little bit more, or you binge and you eat a lot more, and what happens? You put on weight extremely quickly, like extremely quickly. You guilt and shame yourself because you're like, oh, I wish I had the willpower. I don't have the willpower. This is, I'm a crappy person, I suck. But guess what? It's not your fault. It is a biological mechanism within your body that is made to make you survive. Because your body does not know the difference between a low calorie diet or food restriction and starvation. A study in the National Library of Medicine suggests that there is substantial evidence for a biological drive to regain weight after weight loss. And guess what? Just to add up on top of that, there's substantial evidence that you are going to gain more, more weight than what you lost back. So you might be in this place thinking, WTF body, why are you doing this to me? And so that's what we're gonna do today. We're gonna dive into the science. As I talked about before, when you lose weight, your RMR goes down and therefore you weigh less and now require less energy to maintain that new weight. Your metabolic requirements decline as a result of you taking up less mass, but also in general due to the fact that you're eating less food and it takes energy to digest and process that food. Ultimately, your body tissues tell the brain that its energy stores have been used up and depleted and that there are not enough nutrients coming in. So these signals go to the hypothalamus and the hindbrain, which are the main areas that regulate your body's energy balance. So whether we lose, whether we gain, or whether we maintain our weight. As a result of these signals, your brain becomes aware of an energy gap, which is the difference between the amount of energy you're taking in from food and the energy that is being expended by your body. So in order to maintain that reduced weight that we've gotten to, we must cognitively restrict our food. And guess what? We always end up failing. Our biology is to blame. And guess what happens as a result? Overfeeding. 
So now that we've kind of talked about the metabolic changes that happen, I wanna talk about some of the structural changes that happen to your body as you lose weight. In particular, what happens to our fat cells. Now when we lose weight, the number of fat cells we have do not change. They just simply shrink in size and get smaller and smaller and smaller. And as a result of them shrinking, they actually secrete less leptin. And leptin is a hormone that tells us we're full and satisfied after we eat. And at the same time, ghrelin, which is a hunger hormone secreted in the lining of the stomach, ramps up and that drives you to eat and it increases. So you feel hungry all the time and you're not feeling satisfied after eating a plate of food. This means that when you lose weight, your drive to eat increases and your ability to feel satisfied decreases. A study by F.L. Greenway validated this and found that following dieting induced weight loss. There are increases in the levels of ghrelin with decreases in the levels of leptin. And these changes are compensatory ulcerations, which alter your appetite and that these changes don't only last immediately after losing weight, but can persist long term, you know, up to a year after weight loss. So in addition to this increased ghrelin released from the stomach lining and the decreased leptin released from the adipose cells or the fat tissue, if you've gone through a long lasting period of restriction, there's a whole nother layer that comes into play. Isn't that just... That's awesome, let's dive into it. If your diet was very restrictive, or you were in a large energy debt due to overexercise, under eating, or a combination of the two, this can cause your fat mass to decrease significantly, and it also forces your body to take energy from your fat-free mass, meaning your organs, your bones, your muscles, etc. And you might even struggle with the loss of reproductive functions as a female, like losing your menstrual cycle as well. If you get to the point where your fat-free mass decreases, something very interesting happens. The European Journal of Clinical Nutrition calls this phenomenon collateral fattening, and this is a process whereby the body adds on a lot of excess fat in its attempt to counter the deficit in its lean mass, and therefore triggers very large quantities of overeating, particularly with very high calorie, high sugar, high nutrient dense, energy dense foods. The researchers derived the term from analyzing the results of a very widely studied experiment called the Minnesota Starvation Experiment in which healthy, normal weight young men were put into a state of semi-starvation, eating around half of their energy intake every day for months at the end of World War II. By the end of their semi-starvation period, they had lost around 25% of their body weight, 70% body fat, and 27% fat-free mass. They were then fed a specific controlled refeed diet for 12 weeks and then ate freely for eight weeks. And they developed something called post-starvation hyperphagia, which is basically a phase of time where an excessive amount of calories are ingested and it's marked by compulsive overeating after a time of caloric restriction. In the eating disorder recovery realm, this is known as extreme hunger, which I personally myself experienced. But I wanna make a little note here. Anyone can experience extreme extreme hunger regardless of how low your weight was. I was never even considered to be quote unquote underweight, nor did I ever have a diagnosed eating disorder. When people are in this phase, they can eat loads and loads of food and never feel full, up to 10,000 to 15,000 calories every single day. And guess what? This is what I personally did for months. Back to the experiment, by the 20th week of refeeding, they found that more body weight and fat were regained than were lost in the participants. Analyzing the graph shows us that as the participants that are in that semi-starvation state continue to go through that starvation state, we see their fat mass decrease and their fat-free mass also decrease, which means that their body is taking energy stores from their fat-free mass, their muscles, their organs, their tissues. Then after that semi-starvation period is over and they start 
to refeed and they start to eat more and their diet is controlled, we see their fat mass come about to 80% to where it was before. So it's almost, it's almost there, but their fat-free mass is not there yet. And at this point, we see hyperphagia happen. And the whole point of hyperphagia that increased appetite, eating a bunch and bunch, a bunch of food is not necessarily to put on that fat mass. The point of it is to restore the fat-free mass to where it was before. That is the whole point of hyperphagia, AKA extreme hunger. Fat mass just kind of goes up because it has to. So then what we see, we see hyperphagia die down. We see it die down once fat-free mass has restored itself to its normal level before we ever started the semi-starvation diet. So what we end up seeing at the end of this is that fat-free mass is back at 100%, back where we started before we ever went into a semi-starvation period. But what we also see is we see that fat mass has gone from 100% since we started up to 160%. And this is what people refer to as a fat overshoot. And this is also what the researchers in the previous study referred to as collateral fattening. Therefore, collateral fattening is a prerequisite to complete recovery of lean mass. So you might be asking, well, what the heck does this mean? In people who have had an eating disorder or just heavily restricted their food intake or also heavily restricted their food intake and over-exercised creating an energy debt like we talked about earlier, that caused their body to tap into that fat-free mass, their organs, their muscles for energy because it didn't have enough. And as a result, they are driven to overeat to compensate for that, to recover that fat-free mass. And your body fat increases in a higher proportion because it's necessary. It is a normal response that your body takes. So now that we understand why we gain weight after we come off a diet and most times more weight than we actually ended up losing, what do we do about it? Listen, as someone who has been through this entire process, I've lived this experience and let me just tell you, it's not fun. It's not a fun experience to go through. I'm a certified personal trainer and a fitness and mindset coach. And I wanna say, I'm not anti-weight loss. But what I do advocate for is sustainable, healthy weight loss if it is for medical reasons and you actually need to get to lose weight. No drastic caloric deficits that are going to shock your body and freak it out, right? No restriction of food because restriction breeds binging, no crazy exercise regimens, all things to avoid depletion of that fat-free mass so that we can never have you go through what I went through because it was miserable. No more yo-yoing back and forth, back and forth. The point of a healthy lifestyle is to be enjoyable, fun, and something that you can sustain not only for a little bit of time, for the rest of your life. And the most important thing is to work with your body instead of working against it and fighting it. Because looking back, if you're watching this video, you might be in the same circumstance. If you would have taken the sustainable, slower approach, instead of going for the one that was gonna give you the immediate results, you probably wouldn't be in this in this video right now. And I probably wouldn't be making it because I wouldn't have gone through this, but there's a reason I did. And so it's that I can help people like you not do that or find that actually healthy balance that you want, desire to get out of the yo-yo binge restrict cycle. So I'm gonna give you guys some tangible tips that you can utilize to get out of this cycle and create healthy long-term changes for yourself. Number one, it seems really dumb, but just decrease your sedentary time and move your body throughout the day. We live in a society where, you know, we're constantly on our computers working all day, but you can do what you can on your lunch break, go for a little walk. Because not only is that good for you mentally, but it's also good for you physically because your body's moving around more throughout the day, your blood is flowing. But I want to add, not everyone's goal is weight loss, and that is perfectly okay because weight loss will not solve your problems. 
The whole idea is build a healthy lifestyle you can stick with. Number two is lift weights and particularly do hypertrophy style training so that you can add on muscle mass because at rest, muscle burns more calories than fat does. So what I help a lot of my clients with is called body recomposition, meaning your weight doesn't really change much, but you're adding muscle mass and decreasing fat mass at the same time. And number three, pick a freaking thing, do it three or four times a week and be consistent with it. Consistency is the only way you will see results. And what I see a lot of the times is people go crazy, they go ham, they do too much exercise and they burn themselves out. So the whole point of creating a healthy lifestyle is what can I do that is number one, enjoyable, two, that will help me build up muscle mass, number three, that I can be consistent with and stick to for a long, long time, maybe the rest of my life. In my personal opinion, creating a healthy lifestyle is all about building behavioral modifications and changing your lifestyle, the way you live your life. Finding a way to eat quote unquote healthy without restricting yourself from your favorite foods that feels balanced and that you can stick with, which is exactly what I help people do. If you guys are interested and you wanna learn a little bit more about my coaching, you guys can fill out that link in the description below and apply for my program. I hope this video helped you guys gain some clarity, some knowledge about the biological mechanisms that drive weight regain after a diet and how you can prevent that from happening and avoid that cycle of yo-yoing and binge restrict cycle. I'm sure that if you're watching this video, you know someone who needs this knowledge. So please do me a favor, share this with someone you love and you know and you want to help because I think knowing this absolutely changes the game when it comes to building a healthy lifestyle that you can stick with. I appreciate every single one of you guys who made it to the end of this video and I hope that you have a fantastic morning, afternoon, or night whenever you're watching this video and I will see you in the next one. Bye guys.